1: It's my domicile here. <laughs> and sit yourself down over here by the fire and warm up. This is it. Huh? Yeah. It gets pretty rough here in the winter, but I manage. <laughs> you want a little snort? No, thanks. Uh, I don't mind if I do. i got a proposition for you. Uh, Clea's going to be laid up for a while. And I uh, want you to give me a hand. Well, I can. Uh, I can tell you anything that you need to know.
2: No, you, you don't understand. I want you to be my assistant. I want you to come to practices and uh, sit on the bench with me during the games. <laughs> me?
1: <laughs> you want me?
2: <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> uh, under the following conditions. That you, uh... Clean yourself up. And, Uh... You shave. And, uh... <laughs> show up at the games on time and the practices and uh, you wear shirt and tie.
1: Well, I got myself a suit right there. I've got a winged dinger. I, yeah. I was married in that suit. There. And that you're sober. Oh no. My wife sent you. Oh. My son. What does what my drinking got to do with my knowledge about basketball? Oh, you can't drink
2: in front of these boys. If I uh, smell even a trace of liquor on your breath, you'd be finished. I'd have to hear that from you. You're embarrassing your son. I don't need to hear that. I, I'd. I'd. Uh, I'd like you to leave. I'd like you to leave now.
3: Welcome to Mask Gun Journey, and if that confused you a little bit, we're going to welcome, welcome you in with something we're going to talk about tonight. We have a wing dinger of a show, don't we, <laughs> It's a wingdinger. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting to use that ever since I heard that clip. <laughs> so that was from the movie Hoosiers, and uh, what we're going to be talking about tonight is a continuation of last week's topic on difficult conversations, and last week we focused on how to initiate those, and this week we're going to talk a lot more about uh, how to receive those. And honestly, I don't know which one's harder. Sometimes, Robbie, do you?
0: Yeah. They, they are, <laughs> <laughs> well, the one you know is coming, you know, when you've got to deliver that piece of news, whatever that may be. But the other one is catches you completely off guard often that, wow, I didn't know this was coming. And it, 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 it's a shocker. So the older I get, the more I as I reflect back on how many of those kind of conversations I've been hit with over the years, it's a fascinating journey. And the older
3: you get, you can't afford to be shocked. Like <laughs> <laughs> on the phone from Manassas, Virginia, we have Al. Al, thanks hey. for calling in today. How are you, sir? Hey,
2: I'm doing well. Actually, I was on hold for Kingdom Pursuits. Um, I guess <laughs> it just carried over.
3: You didn't guess my riddle. What in the world?
0: <laughs>
2: I couldn't get through. Yeah. yeah.
3: So, Al, this this topic of difficult conversations is it, is it hard sometimes to receive them?
2: You know. That's probably, I think, harder than having the talk because when you walk away from it, from the talk that you're giving, you know, your heart is for that person. But when you walk away from receiving a talk like that, you're just confused and you're trying to figure things out.
3: Yeah, and you usually don't think the best of that person sometimes.
2: (laughs) Quite often, not.
3: You know, and a lot of times you're questioning what was their motive. When you listen to that that clip at the beginning of the show. You listen to Gene Hackman's character, and, and if you've seen the movie, it's it's a really good movie. If you haven't, please watch it. It's it's a, it's really family friendly. Um, you can watch. That's it. It's about Indiana, and so it's, yeah.
0: it's a warm place in Sam's
3: heart. For it's sure. about who's your basketball. So there is nothing better, uh, and that's not popular to say in North Carolina. No. <laughs> <laughs> the light just went off for me. Uh, when you listen to that, you hear Gene Hackman's character really just showing love him but he doesn't really have shooter doesn't have, have the ears to receive it no he doesn't and that,
0: that's often the case and I when you told me about this topic it immediately ran through my mind what would I now look at as a fairly hu- humorous conversation of when I found out I had cancer mm-hmm. that I had had a uh, these tumors but I didn't know they were tumors I just thought they were sores and they did a biopsy at the dermatologist And so I was supposed to get the results and they called me, you know, on a Friday afternoon and they said, Mr. Dillmore, we have your results from your biopsy. You need to come in. And at the time I I ran the Chrysler store over here off North Point Boulevard. I thought it was a big shot, you know, so I was like, I'm a busy man. You just need to tell me what's going on. They said, no, sir, we, this kind of news, we really prefer that you come in and, and we be able to discuss this. And I said, I'm a big boy. You just tell me what is it I've got? And they said, well, you have lymphoma and of course being totally ignorant i had no idea what lymphoma <laughs> was i said what's lymphoma and they said that's cancer of the lymph system i said oh i'll be right there <laughs> <laughs> priorities change a little bit <laughs> uh, my whole life changed in a matter of like just a millisecond everything i was no longer a big shot in in anybody you know it just it really took me to a completely different place and i and you have a feeling that that's where shooter found himself mm-hmm. Like, I had no idea that this would come between me and my sons, you know, the love that he had between the game and his son and all that was involved Mm -hmm. in
3: his life. You know, that's true. I think that when you get in those conversations, like the one that we, we heard from Hoosiers, at some point, if you're receiving that, you have to say, okay, what is that person's motive? Was there a motive to get something out of it? Was there a motive to manipulate me? Or was their motive really good towards me? And that's where you can start to begin to hear some of the truth. Al, as we think about this topic and, and think about looking at the other person, you know, have there been times that you, you said, Okay, I don't like what I'm hearing, but I gotta trust that other person's heart towards me.
2: Oh yeah. It was a father son talk and it was my father doing the talking and I knew he was right you know there there there's we talk about the duality within man the the knowledge we have in the flesh and the knowledge we have in the spirit my spirituality was very low so i heard it in the flesh and i knew he was right deep down but i couldn't i didn't know how to make the changes that he wanted me to make and and i sat there just confounded that you know you know he's given me the hard discussion about this is where you are and this is where you need to be but I just didn't know how to make the change, and so I was lost. I mean, it just it, it, it kind of crushes you when that happens.
3: Absolutely. You, you tend to kind of go through, at least I do, um, almost like a grief cycle. You know, you have anger, and you get to that point, you, the anger passes, and you start to say, okay, what can I learn from this? What's the truth? Where can I go with it? And I'm actually going to go to a clip with it, is what I'm going to do. It's from the movie Fun with Dick and Jane, and Uh, We want to listen to this and just listen to how his demeanor changes as he begins to accept the truth of the situation when he didn't always see it that way. What are you
1: doing? Uh, Going through our finances. I'm not sure, but it seems that we may be in a little bit of a pickle, Dick. Well, sure, our
2: our financial bounce back has taken a little bit longer than expected, but, you know, that's natural.
1: Our lawn was repossessed today. I didn't even know they could do that. Now, I'm, I think that maybe it's time that you should start thinking about accepting something a little bit lower than a vice presidency.
2: No, it took me 15 years to get a VP ship. If I step back now, I'll lose everything I work for. We're just gonna have to suck it up for a couple of months.
1: In a couple of months, we'll be declaring bankruptcy.
2: Oh, come on. Our,
1: our savings, look, our savings was in Globidine stock. And look, our pension was in Globodyne stock. Oh. Everything was in Globodine's stock. the lawn covered with dirt. It is so much fun. I have made a boy,
2: Now Billy is looking at the glass half full. Hun, relax. We've got 600 grand.
1: Where? We're standing in it, our house. Since globodine, the local property market crashed, Dick. If we sold our house today, we would actually owe the bank 150 grand. we knew it? It was churning in my gut and I didn't listen. So it would be okay. What? You know? you said that we could afford this I house. I know what I said. We could take out a second mortgage so that we could we could put it in the pool. We could yeah. redo the kitchen. I said that. All of that and now we are on the verge of losing the house. We lose the house, well then Billy loses all sense of security and later on never be able to have a relationship. So he just spend his whole life just alone. Just there he'll be, just alone. Nobody with him, just like a bum. Huh? Look like at. Huh? Yeah. You need a paper bag? She said everything was going to be okay.
3: Mr. Dick, something wrong with the electricity. (laughs) (laughs) There is so much to laugh about in that clip. The situation's not funny, but obviously some of the conversation makes it funny. Oh, it's hilarious. And I, again, I have a, a personal <laughs> example
0: of w- it, when Chrysler came and did the audit in the dealership. But, um, it, you know, the auditor came in my office. It was one of those, well, we need to talk talks, you know, and he sits down and he said, you're in a pickle deal more. <laughs> 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 he said, "Your are uh, a checking account showing $650,000 more in it than you have. And uh, I was almost like a similar moment and I was like what and and, and actually uh it turned out to be over a million that was gone that had been you know and and everything changed in a flash and it's it's a really difficult place Mm -hmm. but honestly he was there to try to help me work through something that was the truth that I clearly did not see but at the time, I thought he was the Antichrist. <laughs> I was sure that this guy was out to destroy me. There was no, you know, it was completely, his motives were definitely suspect.
3: Yeah, you, you listen to this, and obviously you see a transition as you talk about. You go from where you think you're at this one place, and then you have the realization that you're at another. And I think as you listen to it, when he begins to believe that, and not believe it, he begins to admit he already kind of knew something was going on, Often, when we're honest with ourselves, we kind of know there's something going on. You know, maybe not in that situation you described, but there are times that when people come to us and they want to talk to us, you almost get to, oh no. And then it, when then they do talk to you, you try to get defensive or you try to handle it another way. And so, when we come back, we're going to talk about how do you really handle that? What do you do with that when you get some news you don't necessarily want to hear? And what do you do if that news is coming from God and you don't know how to interpret that? So we will welcome you back here in just a few minutes and go to maskingjourneyradio.org. if you'd like to get more to visit some of our blogs. And uh, we'll be glad to see you back here in just a few seconds.
0: On the baseball field, a single decision can change a game. For a man with prostate cancer, a single decision can change his entire life. This is Joe Torrey. While I chose surgery, a less aggressive approach called active surveillance might be the best choice for you. Ask your doctor about a genomic test that may help you make the right decision. Learn more at YourProstateYourDecision.com. A public service message from Men's Health Network, FEN, and Zero. Making sure the air in your home is healthy for your family to breathe. Make sure you test your home for the presence of radon. To learn more, call 866 730 GREEN. A message from the US EPA.
1: Everybody's talking about. I don't hear words of saying. Only the echoes of my mind. People stop still. I can't see the faces, Only the shadows of their eyes.
3: Sometimes I can't hear and see what they're saying. I think my wife thinks that's my theme song. <laughs> yeah. I noticed it was a ringtone, you know, when it played. Before we went to break, we played a, a clip from a movie called Fun with Dick and Jane, and it's a comedy, and it's, you know, one of those dark comedies where there's some, you know, some things that are happening in life that's not much fun. It, just a little side note, one of the things I find very funny is her son speaks Spanish more than he does English because he's always with a babysitter who speaks Spanish. You know, and it's just kind of, it's sad but funny at the same time. Now, when you listen to that clip, I know we talked a little bit earlier. There's something in that clip that really kind of spoke to you about how we handle some things.
2: When I listen to those two clips, you know, I kind of always look at things from the Trinity of man: what's the spirit part of it, what's the body, what's the mind. When I think of Hoosiers, I look at the the truth um, in that the um, and I can't think of his name. Uh, sure. Shooter, shooter's problem. Was that when he was younger, the game was tied, or he was? They were down by one, and he took a last-second shot and missed it. And his his vision of himself was a loser, and so he drank, and he was afraid to give up the bottle because he was afraid that the reality would surface that he was a loser. Now he was fighting, you know, something with his body, but when we look at Dick and Jane, we look at the mind. And he's kind of in denial, and his wife reveals it through um the numbers, and you know she can show him and reveal the truth to him. so but when we talk about spiritually, that's the most difficult part, because that reality is when you reconcile things with God, and that's the the most important piece. The rest of it will fall into place you know in time, but the 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 best first step is to reconcile it with God.
3: Man, you're too deep for me. I, I'm not a very smart man. I can't really pick up on that. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, that was very good. The, you know, sometimes we just got to take and say, what's really causing this? When you, when you look in the mirror, when you can say, is there something here I need to deal with? I'm not going to ruin the movie Hoosiers for you, but Shooter does have a little bit of a change of heart for a while. And then something more happens. But he's able to do that because he looks back and he says, I know the coach. His heart was good towards me. He wasn't trying to do anything here. He wasn't trying to get one up or get me to go do something I don't want to do. He was calling me out to a place of really his glory. Because Shooter does know basketball in that movie. Better than probably anybody around, maybe even better than the coach in some ways. And so he's calling him out to this place of his glory, and, and Shooter can't really accept that he wants to believe it but he wants to kind of stay in the background there's something in him that won't let him move past it and we're going to go to a clip here from a movie called The Lion King and as you listen to this conversation going listen to Simba as he tries to accept what is really the truth but it's hard for him to do
2: that's not my father it's just my reflection
0: no
3: You see, he lives in you.
0: Father? Simba, you have forgotten me. No! How could I? You have forgotten who you are and so forgotten me. Look inside yourself, Simba. You are more than what you have become. You must take your place.
1: How can I go back? I'm not who I used to be. Remember who
0: you are. You are my son. True king. Remember <sighs> who you are. No, please,
1: don't leave me, Remember. Father. Remember. Don't leave me.
3: Remember. And when you hear that, I mean, we could have just played that clip. Yeah, that's
0: <laughs> that clip is amazingly deep. And and in, in so many ways, and not no pun intended since there was a lake. Yeah, all, looking <laughs> in the water, <laughs> but just that original statement that you know that's only my reflection. I don't see, and he goes, look closer because your father is in you, and you know that's one of my biggest aha moments from the masculine journey w- was to understand that in the image of God there is a glory it, that I was given mm-hmm. that every you know human being has and if you look close enough in the mirror you you know you'll begin to see that which is is God and remembering that and finding that place is a really a difficult thing and the the challenge is Satan has been trying to knock that down in you from the moment that you've been on the planet and he's done everything he can to we call it whack-a-mole because every time you begin to stand up and 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 act like God's son that's when he's coming after you with the persecution. And the interesting thing is he is trying to get you to believe that God's heart's bad towards you and your own heart is bad. And if, he, if you
3: can buy either side of that lie, then it, you know,
0: that's a place of misery that's
3: unbelievable. And, and it puts you in a place where you can't trust the heart of others, right? You know, God sometimes sends people into our lives to remind us Sometimes he sends people in our lives to give us a little bit of truth even when we don't want to hear it because we need to hear it. When I think back about the clips we've used tonight, a lot of it's the stuff we talk about on the masculine journey. You have a shooter that has brokenness, right? And that makes him unable to hear the truth, unable to have a difficult conversation because he's looking at it through the lens of his brokenness. And when he starts to let that down, then he can start to hear the truth and he can start to move towards healing, I don't know about you, it sounds a lot about my story, you know. You know? <laughs> yeah, just like that. Yeah, and then there's situations that come up, hard things in life that really just kind of knock your feet out from under you. You know, losing everything, losing a job that you've had for years, losing relationships, right? And, and the world tries to steal those things from you, but after that, and if you watch that movie Fun with Dick and Jane, they really truly find life later on in the movie. But they have to go through that hardship to get there. And after he can accept the truth of the situation, then he can really move to a place where he can go past the healing and more into that glory that you're talking about, Robbie. And it's kind of cool to think that his son had, because of his childlike heart, You know, he was loving the dirt.
0: His identity wasn't in the grass. (laughs) (laughs) You know That he he could, you know, have that childlike spirit. Like, man, let's have fun. It's dirt. Because, you know, that's what
3: it is because the grass is gone. (laughs) It's been repossessed. What do you do? What do you do if that difficult conversation is somebody trying to manipulate you? I mean, we didn't really touch on that. How do you handle those things? Is there a way that you can just say, "Okay, what do I do with this here?" And I guess for me, it, I look at it and say, "Well, I know the parts of it I got to not take on as truth, but still in it, God, is there something here for me? Is there something in the way I'm responding with this person? Is there something that I need to face in the mirror? And if not, help me to walk through that. But lashing out at that other person isn't going to fix anything. Now, and some and and sometimes
0: it. it You find yourself needing to go after the other person's glory as their friend, even though you see the manipulation to go. And just last Friday I found myself in that very position and God led me to pray with that person right there on the phone Mm -hmm. and it changed everything that what was completely adversarial because I wasn't responding to the manipulation when God got involved, it, it amazed me, I'm still amazed that that prayer, it changed everything.
3: Now, you started to say something?
2: You know, if you've ever seen time travel movies, they talk about a wrinkle in the fabric of time. Well, until you're reconciled with who God is in you and you start to live that out, there's a wrinkle in the fabric of your personality. There's a duality where you can't truly be yourself because you're caught in a place that's not you. It's not the Father living through you. That's one of the things I love about the three of us. Because who Robbie is, and, you know, Robbie has talked about how, you know, we're made in the image of God, but we're all like little bitty pieces of a mirror that come together. And when the three of us, you know, are talking, and with Vinny and with Dennis as well, you know, I see in Robbie that unconditional love. doesn't matter who you are, where you are, Robbie sees your glory. For me, I see somebody's potential. I see exactly what they could do if they live it out. And and Sam, you have that incredible way of bringing that out in people and and lifting them up. And when we start talking about um, being manipulated, if you know who you are, what your potential is, within the realm of your spirituality with God, with Father, well, then those, just as Robbie lived it out, it doesn't matter that somebody's trying to manipulate you. What matters is you go after their heart, and you care, because if they're manipulating you, they're not living out who Father is in them. And that's what Robbie did. He went after their glory. He, he went back and loved them unconditionally.
3: So you got to be able to have the truth so you can fight off the lies. Exactly. Right. I know that there's times that the enemy likes to use people that we love to um, use his voice so to speak, and, and that makes it hard to hear. You know, you'll know, you hear someone say something that you've kind of been feeling that your whole life. And honestly, that's probably not as much from that person as it is the enemy trying to get you to react to it, trying to get you to buy into that. And so that difficult part of that conversation may not be in actually what they're saying, but fighting through what they're saying and moving back towards the truth or asking God to step in and intercede and give you truth in it so that you can hear what you need to hear through through his, his love.
2: You know, Sam, you, you have a great thing. Don't hear what I'm not saying. And that happens more often than not in conversations. People don't hear what you're saying. They hear what the enemy's whispering in their ear. And, and we really have to focus and listen to the person's heart and what they say.
3: Yeah, you got to sit there and you gotta, you got to really try to understand where they're coming from. And then you can start to seek to be understood. And so when you find yourself in a difficult conversation this week, step back, just set back, just listen, don't react. It's not giving in. It's just choosing not to react and say, God, what can I do with this? Is there anything I need to do here? Do I need to look in the mirror and say there's something that needs to change? Do I need to fight against the enemy better? Or do I need to walk towards you and towards truth? Thanks for joining us.